Hello and welcome to the latest We Are Guernsey podcast, where we bring you the latest developments from Guernsey's financial services industry. My name is Brandon Ashplant and I am strategy and technical executive here at We Are Guernsey, the brand under which Guernsey Finance as an agency promotes the island of Guernsey's specialist financial services in its respective chosen markets. For those who are not familiar with Guernsey, the island is a leading global finance centre of substance, stability, security and committed to the cause of sustainable finance. If you haven't listened to some of our previous podcasts already, you can do so on your preferred podcast platform or via the on-demand page at weareguernsey.com. To find out more about Guernsey's success in sustainable finance, tune into our sister podcast, the Guernsey Green Finance Podcast. The focus for today, however, is that Guernsey Finance is holding its annual industry update event from St. James Concert Hall in Guernsey's capital, St. Peterport. The annual event sees local stakeholders attend in the hundreds to hear from the agency's executive team regarding the previous year's activities and the aims and objectives for the year ahead. So, fresh from that event, I am joined by two members of Guernsey Finance's executive team, Rupert Pleasant, Chief Executive, and Barnaby Malloy, Marketing and Operations Director, to continue that discussion from the event in an attempt to give you further understanding as to how Guernsey Finance will look to fulfil its mission in 2021 in the backdrop of the huge obstacles that had to be overcome in the past year. So, without further ado, hello Rupert, hello Barnaby. Hi Brandon. Hi Brandon. Okay, so um, let's kick this off. So Rupert, you've been in, in post since May 2020, and obviously a bit of a baptism of fire there taking over during a global pandemic. Um, so that's eight months in the role. Can you tell us a little bit before we get into that about your career and, and how you came into the role here at Guernsey Finance? Absolutely. I started my career in law many years ago, sadly, um, but then morphed into a, a private banker. So I spent some time in London, then spent a number of years in Hong Kong um, before moving to Cape Town, South Africa, um, where I studied for an MBA um, and then um, was part of a major bank there. Um, fantastic role as a young man, um, great opportunity, um, but then moved back to Guernsey. Um, it was really on the move back to Guernsey that I moved into the fiduciary and, and corporate space. Uh, ended up working for a, a very large Swiss trust company um, who were looking for a, uh, a you know somebody to really lead the strategy group in Zurich. So uh, we moved as a family over to Zurich and um, then skipped from Zurich over to Geneva. So as such, um, you know, it's been a very international role that that, that I've been doing. You know, very front end. Um, so. I've always marketed Guernsey. I've always promoted Guernsey in all the jurisdictions that I've lived. So, you know, I've, I've got an absolute passion for the island. So when this role actually came up, it was a complete no-brainer for me. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the background. And I think you can kind of hear the enthusiasm that I got about, you know, promoting Guernsey and, and promoting it th into our uh, target market. And, of course, the obvious question, what was it like starting in the role during a global pandemic? Well, I actually got the role in February last year. Um, so like everything, when you start a new role, um, you have got those ideas that you want to put into play. You know, you've got that experience and that background. So um, I started jotting down a few bits and pieces, uh, you know, uh, ready to start. Um, then obviously March came and the world became a very different place. Uh, the pandemic came in. It's the worst we've seen, obviously, uh, you know, in, in, in a generation. Um, so I'll be absolutely honest with you. I started with a 
bit of a degree of trepidation. Guernsey Finance very much up until that stage had been a uh, you know a body that really had only ever done any kind of physical events, physical roadshow. So you know it, it was very much focused on the uh, you know one to one basis or you know on on, on the live audiences. Um, so yes, it, it was a you know somewhat trepidation, a uh, bit daunting. However, I needn't have worried. Um, you know, I'd, certainly in my starting week at Guernsey Finance, we had the Guernsey Funds Forum, um, and what basically it happened is that the team had taken everything from the physical event put it into a digital event and the actual result was was fantastic we had many many people attend so many different countries that we'd never reached before so you know you can actually see the value of digital um, you know really shone from those very early days and as you came into that role and sort of stood back and had a look at where the agency was and where it was going what were your early priorities for Guernsey Finance? Certainly the, the most essential priority was business continuity. It, it was doing, you know, making sure that we were still going out and promoting the island. We're still in, you know, fully engaged with our stakeholders, whether they be over here or, or, or overseas. Um, you know, so that really was making sure that we were getting that effective message into our, our target markets. Um, but it also gave us a bit of a time to pause and reflect and, you know, look at, you know, I, you know it's like everything. Are we doing everything right? You know, looking at the operational side, looking at the business development side, looking at the strategy side. So it did, did give us a little bit of time to, to actually have a look at that. Um, so again, being a business developer and being very front end in what I've always done, um, I was really looking at, are we in the right markets? You know, do, do um, are we portraying ourselves? You know, are, are we really uh, in the places that we need to be? But I think even more important than that, do we have the right people in the right places? So I think that was was absolutely fundamental in, in you know, being able to really, you know, push forwards and, and, and promote ourselves effectively. OK, and I think one of the sort of key takeaways from, your, you know, the meeting this morning and, and, and from your speech was that, you know, there's a great deal of synergy in Guernsey between sort of the three key pillars of financial services industry in the sense that the regulator, government, and of course the agency as Guernsey Finance itself, they all come together and they work together to produce product offerings and, and bring together regulation. And so how's Guernsey Finance, uh, or, or Guernsey as a whole I should say, how's the financial service in industry on Ireland developed its product offering throughout 2020? It's a very good question because I, I think, again, we're sitting in a, a, a very enviable position. There is a great relationship between the regulator, the states and industry. And the regulator has been listening. They have been taking note of industry demands. So um, there were a large number of different initiatives last year. Um, we've had the fast track regime for funds. We've had the fast track regime uh, on, in, uh, for insurance in the PCC uh, and sell space. Uh, we've had the LP migration regime that's been brought, brought into play. Um, on the insurance side, we've got green sustainability for ILS and for captives. Um, and I think most pleasing um, is really looking at the uh, the PIF revamp. Um, there's a consultation paper at the moment, and we're looking at a number of new classes for PIF for qualified investors um, and for families and for family offices. So, you know, as a as a promotional body, as a promotional agency, we're always looking at innovation. We're looking at things that we can take and push out into the market. When you look at that, the ammunition that we've got at the moment, coupled with how effective we've been during COVID, um, it makes for a massively compelling story. So we're very excited for 2021 and, and, and you know, onwards. Hmm. I mean, you briefly there touched on the PIF and the, the private investment fund regime, sort of revisions that are happening. They're under consultation, as you mentioned. But what are the ambitions going forward in, in, into 2021 and further on? Um, part of it is is funding. Um, we have a, a big 
bold plan for 2021 and, and beyond. Um, you know, there are so many positives out there, but um, I do feel in some ways that we're just not getting them out far enough. We do need to get them out further. Um, so, you know, um, assuming that um, our budget remains the same, then, you know, it, it will be business as normal, um, but very much um, embracing the digital side. We certainly haven't got any travel planned until probably the second half of the year. We're looking at um, the ILA conference, which will be in Zurich. Um, so as such, we all will be using our digital media. We will be pushing that forward. And then for the second half of the year, um, you know, if, if we're allowed to um, start traveling, and, and, and when I say allowed to start traveling, it's really not going to be from our side, from a Guernsey side, because I'm pretty sure at that stage, the island will be inoculated. And as I say, we're sitting in a good place. It's our target markets. Can we go into those target markets? Will we be allowed to get out there? Um, so, you know, as, as a real key, it's, it's maintaining and enhancing our digital offering, but really engaging with industry here and making sure that the strategy that we have in play um, is, is, is what they want us to be promoting. And for those listeners who are perhaps listening off island, they perhaps won't know that that Guernsey, of course, in quarter sort of three to four last year, uh, had a had a government change. There was a regime change there, and 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 that as we came out of lockdown and um, to sort of pre-COVID normalcy on island, the government did while it's changed its regime, it has gone forward and gone ahead with the revive and thrive motto that that presses on. Uh, and with the financial services sector to the fore and talk of extra government funding, where would you look to use that extra sort of increase to the budget? We're looking at three different areas at the moment. The first is, um, you know, making sure that um, the people that we engage with, and when I say, you know, who we're engaging with, um, it is the professional advisors. So it is the lawyers, it's the tax advisors, it's the accountants. So it's that kind of professional advisors that, that, that we're really promoting ourselves to. But not only them, we're also looking at the end user, um, you know, the clients, the decision makers. So what we need to do is to educate them onto why Guernsey is a great place to do business, why we're at the forefront of the financial services industry. Um, and how do we do that? Well, I mean, the, the first way of doing it is by putting decent promotional material in place, by having in-depth academic papers by having thought leadership places uh, uh, um, pieces in place so that they can look at those and say do you know what my goodness we we do have an alternative here not only is it an alternative um it's actually better it's swifter it's cheaper you know whatever it may be so we've got to get that message out there um now whether we engage with a an academic institution to do that Exeter University, Oxford University, you know, whatever it is. But it's got to have that degree of gravitas. It's got to have that badge on it that, that people look at it and say, do you know what? Absolutely, we, we, we take that very seriously. So that, that's the first piece of the puzzle. The second piece of the puzzle is very much on the PR side. Um, our PR machine at the moment is exceedingly effective and very good indeed. However, we're not getting our message out far enough. Um, we need to be getting into our target markets. What are our target markets? Well, it's going to be very much Asia. It's going to be the US. It's going to be the UK, Middle East and South Africa. So we need a focus machine. It's got to be scalpel-like that we can actually get that message and target it to the end users um, and to the intermediaries in those uh, countries. So it will be engaging with some kind of uh, PR agency. Um, whether that is a large international PR agency um, is, is up for d debate at the moment. Um, but it's got to be a bit like an octopus. So it's basically got to have tentacles in, in, in all our target jurisdictions so that message can come through effectively and maybe slightly tweaked for the you know, respective target market. The third area is basically by having um, you know, BD reps on the ground. These BD reps have got to have gravitas. They've got to have depth. They've got to be influencers. They've got to be people who go and see 
those lawyers, um, you know, the end users, and be able to sway them, to be able to convince them that, you know, Guernsey is the best place for their business. Um, but of course, none of this comes cheap. Um, you know, this is something that we look at as a package. So um, we are engaged with um, the states of deliberation at the moment for actually having that that package. Uh, you know, our, our funding increased. Um, all indications are that it's looking very good at the moment. So um, we are absolutely um, adamant that certainly in the second half of this year, we'll start to be able to get this big, bold plan into action. Um, and we expect great things for 2021 and, and onwards. You talked briefly there about the, the, the BD, sort of the reshuffling of the international business development sort of strategy and going forwards on that. Could you sort of explain further how that will look from a, you know, what markets are we specifically looking for, uh, for going forwards and what, where we're looking to reposition perhaps? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think if we look at a placement, you know, where, where are we placing ourselves at the moment? Um, one of the key messages that we're getting out there is really Guernsey being a force for global good. And how are we doing that? Um, Dr. Andy Sloan and his team have, have worked tirelessly to make sure that we are seen as probably, you know, one of the top jurisdictions for green and sustainability. So that is something that we're using as a key message, a key thread through everything that we're doing at the moment. So that's something that we will very much be putting into our, you know, um, into our target markets, um, that we are seen as, as you know, that force for good, that we are seen as being constructive, um, you know, because we've got so much to offer, certainly. Um, so yeah, um, you know, that that is something that we really will be concentrating on. But let's not forget, you know, the core strengths that that we've been really looking at for years. From an AML point of view, um, you know, we have the top rankings, both from um, FATF and also from MoneyVal. From Substance, we are whitelisted both from the EU and the OECD. So we've got so many badges of honour, you know, we've got so many different strengths, where some of our competitors around us are starting to fall down. So, you know, not only have we got that green sustainability, but we've also got the backdrop of everything we're doing is, is massively solid as well. Okay, and finally, the, the vaccine rollout globally seems to be going as more or less to plan. Um, and hopefully that will mean whilst Guernsey's borders remain fully locked down and, and we remain in sort of an island bubble, we can hopefully ease up travel and return to global travel hopefully soon. Uh, what will you do when Guernsey Finance can return to travel and sort of holding physical events um, off-island? Uh, what are the prospects for 2021? I think, as I mentioned before, it, it all really depends on on our, you know, the actual jurisdictions we're going out to. We may well be in a position to do that, but it depends on those target jurisdictions. However, we are looking at some kind of passporting scheme in Guernsey, you know, something that that we can actually show that you know we are immunised, so we can then enter some of those target markets. Um, Digital is fantastic, and we're using it very much as a, a you know, as, as a means to push our message out. However, there's certain markets, very much like the Middle East, um, also Asia to an extent as well, where they still very much believe in that face-to-face. They, they want to see you. They want to see the whites of your eyes before they actually will engage with you and give you that piece of business. So it is critical that when our borders open that we have some kind of mechanism or facility for us to actually get out there and go and see these end users and see these influencers. Um, but again, as I say, it, it all very much depends on, on how the world goes. But um, we're very confident that towards the end of the year, we'll be back out. We've been knocking on those doors again, and there'll be some physical events in play. OK, and, and now turning to sort of a marketing or a purely marketing perspective, I should say, what are the plans that Rupert's outlined sort of the agency plans for 2021? From a marketing point of view, what are your plans for 2021, uh, Barnaby? Absolutely. 
it's going to be building very much on the success from 2020. What we proved as the promotional body for the island's finance industry was that we could be very effective in the digital space and actually we mobilised quite quickly and we were quite efficient. Uh, digital provides a platform of certainty in, in arguably a world at the moment that is quite uncertain uh, and we know how to make it work well for our finance industry. So we will definitely continue to have a focus on digital. That digital will encompass everything from social media to different types of content across video and podcast, etc., as well as the core platform of the website. Now it's just about how do we thread all the strategic positions um, from Andy Sloan's side and the leadership direction that Rupert's outlined there across all of our key areas. And if we roll back to sort of March 2020, almost a year ago, as COVID sort of you know, took took uh, the world to storm and uh, and took grip of the world um, by storm, I should say. Um, how did things change for you uh, back then and, and for the agency from your perspective? Well, I think like the rest of the world, everything changed for us. Um, if you then consider our mission as the promotional body for the island's finance industry, and that core mission is to promote and connect Guernsey's the leading finance centre globally, uh, Promotion and connection, two key facets that obviously were taken away from us on the back of what happened with global lockdowns. Uh, we lost two of the key strings to the bow in a sense of you know our large events, our global events program is ultimately a, a large physical gathering. So they had to stop and, and for us that represented um, engagement with 12 to 14,000 people around the world from Cape Town to New York, uh, Hong Kong to London. We couldn't do that any longer. Um, so we had a void to fill there. Secondly, uh, on the business development side with James Crawford and his team, um, the cities that were prioritised strategically for us to go and visit and introduce um, our industry here and create connections, even if we could get on a plane, the cities would be empty and we wouldn't be able to meet anyone there. Again, another key void we had to fill. Um, so in March and into May, April, when we looked at the situation, interestingly on the, on the flip side of that, we saw it as an opportunity because although we just lost uh, two key channels, Actually, it was now a level playing field. And I, I say that opportunity with respect to the global situation. Uh, but from our perspective, instead of it being around uh, potentially which jurisdiction has the largest headcount in promotion or, or budget, it was around which jurisdiction could be the most effective first. And what Guernsey proved, both from a business and professional perspective, as well as a government and personal perspective, was we were a very robust and agile jurisdiction that could appropriately... Uh, adjust our direction of travel and actually provide a safe, secure and stable location to live and work in. So for us as a jurisdiction, I'd arguably say it played to all of our strengths and we thrived. So you had a successful and sort of rapid switch to digital and, and the agency as a whole sort of, you know, worked innovatively and, and, and was agile in, in, in making that switch. What, what did you find were the sort of pros and cons of, of shifting to sort of purely digital events? Well, I think you're right, there are pros and there are cons, um, and they are very different. The pros, from our perspective, the accessibility element was key. Uh, Guernsey, as an island, is a remote geographic location. For us, travel and digital were always important. Uh, but when everyone else is locked down, actually, that's a bit of a leveller. Um, but the digital platform provided what it has done and always provided for us previously, and that's accessibility. So Rupert's, I think, mentioned already the difference in some of our key events having a much broader geographic uh, diverse mix. By the end of last year, our webinars have been watched in over 80 different countries, very different to the seven odd uh, that were represented at physical events the previous year. And it wasn't just different uh, geographies as well. We saw more people, more attendees, both on island and off island. Again, it wasn't about being a specific BD person within a business or needing a travel budget if you needed to get there. Uh, or being able to, ha frankly, have the seniority to leave the office in the middle of the day to go and attend an event. All of our events were suddenly very accessible, uh, and that meant the numbers went up, but also we reached more new people. 
the stats last year, very interestingly, out of all of our webinars, 40% of the audience uh, were new faces to Guernsey, so it was fantastic for the jurisdiction and the finance industry here, anecdotally much higher than the physical event side. Outside of the pros, we had the cons. Uh, it wasn't all good news, unfortunately. Um, we can't replicate face-to-face uh, -face networking. Uh, Rupert and I discussed this earlier on at the event this morning. Uh, the challenge we have is uh, you cannot replicate that core BD capability of body language, tone of voice, you know, building a personal relationship with somebody that you can in the queue for a coffee or uh, at a table for dinner over a glass of wine. We've looked at products in the marketplace. We haven't found anything that, that we believe will do the job effectively, so we're going to continue to look, but that is very much a con. We may be finding more people, but we have to be very smart and efficient and effective in how we nurture those new contacts. And then secondly and finally, on the, uh, on the negative side, I guess, to be honest, whilst everybody was incredibly enthused at the start of the year about attending webinars uh, and joining Microsoft Teams calls, uh, certainly by the middle of the year, let alone the end of the year, everyone was definitely suffering with digital fatigue. Uh, notably, we, we picked it up in our ratios of registered to attended, performance metrics we look at, see how effective our events are being. Um, anecdotally, we were understanding that webinars were going from the primary screen of a user to a secondary screen, sometimes just on an earbud as they did other things, where they then rewind if it was something of interest for them. Um, so we faced some real challenges there to try and make sure that we can continue to make digital work hard for us. And it's not only been about sort of digital events, though, has it? It's You've seen an increase in use of connections through social media and, and a shift to more video and audio content, as you alluded to uh, in your speech this morning. How has that worked for you? Well, we had to change how we use social media because social media changed on the back of the pandemic. LinkedIn reported globally that there was a 1,611% increase in, in global engagement, which is a huge number, a huge number, uh, between February and April last year on the back of the pandemic. We very much needed to be in that space. It complemented what we were doing anyway, particularly when you look at the, um, the absence of the physical events and the business development, uh, roadshows that we could no longer do. People were at home trying to stay connected with what was happening in the business world. We needed to be there and part of that conversation. So we absolutely reallocated uh, resource and, and did more work on platforms like LinkedIn. It wasn't exclusively LinkedIn, it was Twitter and other areas as well. And when you're gonna go into those digital spaces, you have to be good at what you do. Uh, and that means you have to have the right type of content. You know, especially if you're spending money. So for us, the natural move uh, was building on what we'd already started in video and on podcasts. You know, we're sitting here today. Um, these types of rich media uh, have a much higher engagement across platforms like LinkedIn. So if we're serious about LinkedIn, we need to be serious about content. We're serious about both. Uh, we started to do that quite effectively towards the end of last year, and we've brought that momentum into this year. The final point on that would be, once we create all this nice content, uh, we wanted an area where it wasn't going to be missed, so we created the on-demand section of the website. In lockdown, again, the feedback was people were very rarely working their normal office hours. As a result, we wanted to make sure we could provide our content in a way which was convenient and easy for our potential users to use. That meant that they could either stream live from our website or one of our many podcast channels, or actually they could download it for later when they were offline. And we started sort of this conversation, I guess, talking about what you have planned for 2021. But more specifically, what do you hope uh, will happen in 2021? Well, I think as a jurisdiction, we've got so many positive things to talk about. There is a, a real and tangible pride in government, in uh, the population and, and kind of each other at the moment in how we've behaved and acted. There's a huge pride in the finance industry for how it's driven the engine of the economy. You know, so I think moving into the end of this year, I think I want to carry that, that sense of pride uh, into the messaging, into the tone of what we're putting out into the global marketplace, and rightfully so. Um, 
and building on from the pride, it's about alignment and working together. You know, we talked about strength and agility and, and moving effectively quite quickly. Uh, we need to keep that keep that strength front and centre because we can't be precious about what's working today that might not work next week. Uh, we're not sure what's around the corner. What we do know is, though, we have a very, very good jurisdiction and a very, very good finance centre here to work with. OK, well, thank you, Rupert, and thank you, Barnaby, for providing an insight into where Guernsey Finance looks to be heading as we head further on into 2021. Despite facing much tribulation throughout the last year, just as the rest of the world has, of course, Guernsey Finance has managed to innovatively and be agile uh, in fulfilling its mission. Um, firms on Ireland also managed to continue operating business as usual with little to no disruption throughout the island's lockdown in the second quarter of the year, but also following the island's removal of COVID from civil society all the way back in June 2020. If the last year has proven anything, it's that Guernsey genuinely is a jurisdiction of absolute stability and security. And thank you to you for tuning in to learn more about Guernsey and its financial services sector. To find out more, head over to our website at weareguernsey.com or to check out our We Are Guernsey podcast on your preferred podcast platform.